we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. My name is Simone, and this is our season that I look forward to all year round because this is where I get to talk to our winners and commended from the Northern Power Women Awards 2023, where I can catch up on what has happened uh, since the awards in March, find out what it's like to win an award, to take home with one of those those lovely trophies crafted by the wonderful Gemma Truman, um, and the stories that that lie around because you know we always like to unearth them. It's never about one night on a on a stage or one night in a fabulous room of fabulous humans. It's always about what what has happened before, what has happened since, and what's going to happen in the future. So we always love to try and attract that journey. And this week we've got the wonderful uh, Lauren Rosegreen, who is the policy and influence manager for Mac, um, and was commended for the One to Watch Award this year uh, back in Manchester. Lauren, welcome. Can you believe where has the time gone since March? I know it's gone so quickly. Thank you for having me. Uh, and, and you have lots of roles, don't you? You have so many different roles. You're a trustee of the Greater Manchester Mayor's Charity, Charity Director for JCI, co-chair of GM Homeless Action Network Delivery Group, Opson Com- Committee Member for GM for Women and Volunteer Immigration Advisor at Ma- Manchester Refuge Support Network. That is impressive. Uh, and I don't want to be typical and go, where do you fit it all in? But do you have a favourite other role? <laughs> oh, that's such a good question. Um, do you know what? They all give me something that's a very diplomatic answer, but they all give me something very different, which is why I do them all. Um, I love being a trustee um, for the Greater Manchester Mayor's Charity because I feel like I'm in a space that I'm not in in anywhere else. And then I love working uh, with refugees and asylum seekers as well because it's kind of that frontline um, experience. JCI Manchester is really, really fun. It's a group of young people. It's a young professionals network. So uh, the WhatsApp's always popping off. There's lots going on all the time. And um, so, yeah, I think everything that I'm involved in just gives me something different. And, and this ties in with the fact that um, you talk about your career path. Somebody talked about my career path being very diverse yesterday and interesting. <laughs> um, and you talk about you have a you've had a very unconventional career path. How you know? How have you approached it? Did you do you set out to have an unconventional career, or is it just sort of manifested? Yeah, I think um, so. Just thinking back to when I was at A level and uh, didn't know what I wanted to do, knew I wanted to go to university because, to be honest, I just wanted to leave my little village. Um, and I think I just googled uh, top ten paid jobs and what degrees to do. <laughs> and law came up and I was like do you know what I could be a lawyer like let's give it a go um and then I also googled love google um top five party unis in the UK and Manchester was top so (laughs) I decided to fly to Manchester and go to Manchester um and then decided very quickly that I didn't want to become a lawyer but I think um the skills that doing a law degree gave me 
kind of set me on a path of I was always really passionate about um, kind of social injustices and, and challenging that and making a, a difference and like a tan tangible impact. Um, and then, yeah, from there, I've done all sorts. I've done bits of marketing. Um, I ran a social enterprise working with uh, people experiencing homelessness. Um, and I've just I just kind of wing it, really. <laughs> but I think that's great. We have a, we've one of our volunteers working with us, uh, Charlotte. You know, she studied law and then, you know, she's she graduated. Was like, I'm not sure what to do. It's but you know it, it's okay sometimes not to know you talked about not knowing at a levels and stuff it's okay for people listening out there it's okay not to know if you've just graduated recently or whatever it a bit it's it's all right isn't it and and actually whatever you do you can take bits of one thing and and sort of learn and, and put it into practice in another can't you yeah and I think it actually terrifies me the thought of doing one thing forever there's just so many things out there to do there's just <laughs> so much the world's so big and the opportunities are just all out there so I love just kind of figuring out along the way um, and that's why I think I've got a very kind of unconventional career path and who knows what I'm going to do I have absolutely no idea and it's exciting I love that it's all about the adventure isn't it and and do you think everything you do is stemmed by your purpose yeah absolutely so you know my purpose I think I said before but it's to kind of champion voices that are never heard um and I think everything kind of comes back to that it's to kind of engage with communities engage with people like marginalized individuals um and make sure that they their voices aren't just heard but are listened to um and that they can influence decisions that are kind of happening in society because that's the only way we can make change we only make change if we have everyone around the table and everyone at the table has an equal say What's the biggest reward you have through your current role at, at Mac? You are the policy and influence manager there. Yeah, I think um, I think to be honest, I absolutely love being a manager. Um, I really like line managing, um, you know, individuals who are absolutely incredible and who are making change and you know that fills me with such a sense of pride because I can support them on their development journey. So I really, really love that. And then in terms of the the work that I'm doing, I love just being um you know, a trusted voice. So Mac is really well positioned where we can walk into a room full of um, counsellors or we could walk into a room full of voluntary sector organisations and we are a trusted voice. And I feel like I can make a real, really big impact because for so many years I had so much to say, but I wasn't necessarily listened to or I wasn't really the person that would be the go-to but being at Mac it's it's like okay I have that influence and therefore I can bring people with me and I can um, I'm that person that people will look to for an answer and I can say actually I have no idea but you need to speak to xyz so that's the thing that I, I think I enjoy the most and you talked about uh, you know part in your career when you've gone into a room and you know you think well people aren't going to listen to me how what advice would you give over there out there to you know to people out there to overcome that yeah it's really hard it's really hard and you know everybody has kind of different intersections that will impact you in different ways and um, for me being young female and mixed race are probably the three things that I feel when I walk into a room because there's never really people that look like me uh, in those in those rooms um I think what helped me was to to realize why I was there um, and I just have like a few different kind of coping mechanisms I guess for when I'm in those spaces so if it's over zoom I take loads of notes like that's just my way of dealing with it so I take loads of notes and I note down all the things I want to say 
because a lot of the times people kind of talk over you it's quite hard to chip in isn't it over zoom so I take loads of notes and then when they say does anyone else have anything to say I'm like yes I'm ready and I'll list through and I'll just say oh when you mentioned that I actually thought this 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 so that's kind of been my way of 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 kind of being able to influence in those spaces so I think my biggest advice would be to understand yourself first realize that you do you know every single person has a right to be in wherever they're at so I think you've definitely got something worth saying and then it's just figuring out how you get that across because you might you don't have to be the loudest voice in the room you just have to figure out your way of of getting your point across and I'm thinking about your role as a, you know, you're the youngest ever, am I right, uh, trustee of Greater Manchester Mayor's Charity. Um, were you approached? Did you apply for that role? And why Why did you take that on? It's, you know, it's it adds, I know it adds into your big um, sort of unconventional career portfolio but you know that's that's, a, that's an amazing amazing uh, role yeah so I applied for it because I was um I was running Invisible Manchester at the time so I was um, sales and business development manager there and um, so working really closely with people who were affected by homelessness and I was part of the homelessness action network so I felt like I was very kind of in the networks in the community um, and the Greater Manchester Mayor's Charity is all about ending homelessness so I saw I saw it advertised and I was like I think I would really be able to um kind of bring the voice of people that I see on a day-to-day basis into this space and into this room and I did a bit of research into who were the current trustees and there were all these like amazing names all these people that I'd heard of you know like Tim Heatley Capital and Centric you know all these people um and I just thought actually what I can add here is that kind of on the ground knowledge and the voices of people that aren't in those rooms and I'm always kind of careful not to speak for people but in my interview I just said like you know I can actually ask I've got phone numbers of people who've got lived experience of homelessness who wouldn't feel comfortable or wouldn't want to come into these spaces but I feel like a lot of the decisions that we make you need to have a knowledge of the sector and of what's going on um, in order to make those decisions so that's kind of why I went for it because I felt really strongly that we needed a voice like mine in the room. So it's interesting because you're using your voice for good. You know, you've you've been speaking up. You're at the table. Um, you're speaking on behalf of people whose voices are not represented. And then you're also doing this in your Roaring Twenties blog too. Tell tell us about that and and how uh, the identity of you like that that sits behind that. Yeah. Um. So I've always loved writing ever since I was a little kid I've always loved writing um and during lockdown you know we all took up hobbies and I was like do you know what I want to write a book and then I was like that's really intimidating let's start with a blog um and I'm always I'm such a storyteller like my friends if anyone's ever sad just come to me I can tell you a funny story about my life like loads of just tragically hilarious things happened to me and I'm very um keen to kind of share them with people I just think it's hilarious so I decided to write a blog about called the roaring 20s which is all about my life being in my 20s and all the different adventures that I go on um, and all the different things that happen and I thought that it was a really good kind of approach because being in your 20s it's really it's a weird time people are having babies people are getting married people are quitting their jobs and going traveling people are like really excelling in their careers and people are you know losing jobs and then everyone all my friends are in very very different positions and so I thought oh it'd be really nice to kind of document it and be like it's all right to not really know what you're doing it's fine to just kind of be figuring it out and and it's been really nice to kind of read back on some of the things that I I wrote about Um, and it started off just to be quite fun and light-hearted but then I found that 
as I've kind of grown into my late 20s, some of the issues that are going on in society really affected me and how I act in my life. So then I started writing about them. So I did one about the Black Lives Matter movement um, and things that really have impacted me um, being 20 something. I'm now 29. So I need to rethink for next year when I turn 30, what the blog's going to be called. Um, but yeah, it's been it really kind of helped to shape my identity and um you know how I find it really good to kind of when I've got loads of thoughts in my head how do I put that down I just try and write a blog post and get it all out on paper and it's really rewarding when people message me and they say oh your blog post really helped me because that's how I was feeling it's brilliant honestly I'm, I'm kind of it's just one amazing thing and one amazing interaction um after another and you've also created a book club because you are really, really passionate about connecting people through literature. So tell us about the community-led book club you've created. (laughs) It makes me laugh when people say community-led book club because it's called Reading Between the Wines. And we basically drink wine and read. (laughs) It's great. Um, So yeah, me and my best friend started it. And um, to be honest, it was because again being in your 20s it's really hard to see your friends everyone's so busy trying to connect and get dates in the diary you have to plan month to month in advance so there's four of us and we were like do you know what let's let's start a book club because we all love reading be once a month we'll save the date every month it's the third Thursday of every month put it in the diary and then even if it's just the four of us we'll just meet have a chat you know um and, and and talk about the book And we did it and we decided to put it out on Instagram. And then the first one we did, I think there were 15 people there, which is amazing. We're like, oh, people have turned up. Um, And then the way that it works is that different person in the book club will choose the book for the following month. And then when you've chosen the book, you lead um, the, the kind of discussion which is a really nice kind of community feel. And I think if anyone else kind of listening is the type of person who organises a lot of things like I am, uh, sometimes it's nice to just turn up and just get involved and not have to lead or chair or be that. So that's the kind of point of it really was to bring together lots of people who love reading and um, give give different people the opportunity to choose various books and to discuss it. Um, and yeah, it's been absolutely incredible. It's been going for like a year and a half now and there's 70 people in the WhatsApp group. Um, we get loads and loads of people come. Yeah, great. And what's, what's your current book? Um, we oh, it's just we've just had book club and it was Op- Open Water by Caleb Azuma Nelson. I don't know if I've pronounced that correctly, but I I would recommend it. Amazing. There we go. Northern what? Northern Power Women Book Club affiliate recommend uh, recommend the Lauren Rose Green Book Club. <laughs> so from community hero at the Manchester uh, Young Talent Awards in 2021 to the winner of the Ultimate Game Changer in 2022 to then this year being the commended for One to Watch and also um, at the Northern Power Women Awards and also on the Northern Power Women Future List. What does receiving these awards and accolades mean to you? Yeah, obviously it's amazing, and um, every you know every time that I've received something, I've been in shock. Um, which you know I know a lot of people say that, but genuinely, I look at who's Elsie's in the room, and I'm just like, really. Um, but I think for me, it's it's amazing um, to to receive the awards. But I think the biggest thing is to be able to amplify the work that I'm doing. You know, having opportunities to talk about the different organisations that I'm involved in, um, to connect different people together. So there's been loads of people who for example when I was um, at Invisible Manchester who would come on our walking tours because they'd seen me at certain awards and and different places um I love the actual events as well and just getting to know people on the table getting to know 
all these incredible people across whether it's the northwest manchester whatever it may be um just doing absolutely amazing things um and there's so many friends that i've got now that i've met through being involved in these kind of awards before the manchester young talent awards i didn't even know awards existed really um i didn't I hadn't really thought about it because i've not kind of come through a corporate pathway and i think in the corporate world they're a lot more kind of regular and people know about them and there's award season like now i know there's like an award season um but i didn't have a clue um and it's only since being in those spaces that i realized how few people from the voluntary sector are recognized um in those kind of more broad awards um you know ceremonies and so uh, that's something that i am really keen to kind of push more for is the especially with young people who are doing absolutely incredible things the communities who might not know how to write an application to be nominated or, or shortlisted i really try to encourage and support people and write nominations for people because of the uh, kind of opportunities that it's given me and I think that's really important is that whole pay it forward, isn't it? Like, you know, so please do get start getting writing for when our nominations open in our nominations open the whole month of September and into October. Please do do that. Um, and tell me about what your next venture is. It's a new not for profit organisation, isn't it? Yeah. So I've been kind of for the last few years learning about the, the not profit sector um, and I would love to kind of start my own. Um, my own thing and so I've been really kind of learning at Mac and all the stuff that I've learned there about charity structures and the different um types of structures that you can have through my role at Invisible Cities where I was running Invisible Manchester social enterprise structure um, and I really want to do something to support um refugees asylum seekers kind of sanctuary seekers in Manchester because I just think with the climate crisis and just with everything that's going on the media and it's just horrific um and what I would love to do is combine my passion for like the arts and dancing and music with my passion for supporting this group of people um, and I'm just conscious of like con connecting with this community through the work that I'm doing at the moment to make sure that you know preaching what I what I kind of talk about all the time which is getting those people with those lived experience voices involved from day one um, in kind of creating a not-for-profit organization or you know a for-profit organization that's that's for social good um, so, yeah, so it's really, really early stages, but I am doing that kind of groundwork and learning from lots of different people, people who run businesses, people who run charities, just to get a, a bit of a sense of um, how how I, how I begin. It's amazing. It's amazing. I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed by everything that you're doing, Lauren. It's absolutely outstanding. And I look forward to kind of watching your um, unconventional career unfold and progress. And I just want to thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with us on today's podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely. Lovely to see you. Oh, thanks, Lauren. Thank you so much. And thank you all of you for listening out there. Remember, these are our weekly episodes where we are chatting to everyone who has been recognised as winner or commended in this year's Northern Power Women Awards because we always talk about the awards being not for one night. You know, that's why we love to keep the conversation going. And please do subscribe so you don't miss an episode and stay on top of everything we're doing on our digital platform. We are power.net and join on all our social 
handles at North Power Women on Twitter or X, I think as it is now, and Northern Power Women on all the other ones. Um, if you would like to join us on this mission of professional and personal development by us, catching up with kick-ass role models every single week. Thank you so much. My name is Simone. This is the Northern Power Women podcast. You've been listening to a What Goes On Media production. Oh,